Hello, everyone. Welcome to the next episode of Infinite Basketball. I'm your host, Alex. We'll get started. Um, hope you guys liked my last episode and All-Star predictions. The All-Star game was really good. Um, so I hope you guys watched that. But today, um, we're doing a who is better question. Um, and it's going to be Kevin Garnett versus Dirk Nowitzki. And why these two players? Because I'm making uh, an all-NBA team of the past 20 years. So, um, and this, these two, like, who would be the starting power forward for that all-NBA team, I found tricky. So, in an all-NBA team, there's, like, there's three teams, you know. First team, second team, third team. And there's a team for every year. Um, And... Garnett and Dirk were both part of the um, are both part of the last twenty years and dominated the game. So I knew these two were going to be in my last twenty years All NBA team. And so when I came across them, I was like, "Wait, so I know Tim Duncan should be the starting power forward. Now who should be the other two? And I'll uh, I'll share this team with you guys whenever I finish it. But I just thought this. This was a tricky one. If Garnett is better or is Dirk better? So I'm going to um, give you guys my opinion on this. Um, hopefully this won't take, this uh, opinion-based thing won't take too long because I've got a lot of things to share with you guys. Um, but first, I know this might not be what some people do, but I already I have an opinion on who is better. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you who I think is better, and then I'm going to make the case for that person. Because I I know if you saw our GOAT debate, LeBron versus Jordan, we did that differently. We went through the categories as who is better. But I'm going to make a case for a certain person. Um, first of all, I want to point out that you can make a case for either of these guys because these guys are, are really so closely uh, – so closely together that they're really similar in a lot of ways. Like, um, like it's just a really tough, tough one. So uh, you can make the case for both of them, but I give one of these players slight edge and that's Dirk. And uh, so I do think Dirk is better. And so now it's my time to make the case for that. So if you're ever doing this debate, uh, hopefully Hopefully my case for Dirk can help you. But so, again, I think Dirk is a little bit better. So now I'm going to give you my case for that. But first, I'll go over, I'm going to go over some stats and their and some of their achievements and accomplishments over these years. Um, just so you know, I'm, I, I have a lot of stats to give out today, and most of them are rounded up. So, like, if someone averaged, like, 1.6 steals or I'd go up to two most of the time. Sometimes I didn't do that. Okay, just so you know, so I don't have to say that every time. Okay, but first, the accomplishments and achievements. Um, so for Kevin Garnett, um, oh, another thing to point out. Sorry, I should have done this earlier. Um, and so since I'm doing this for, for an all-NBA team in the past 20 years, I can only include the seasons of the past 20 years. So, like, I can only include Dirk's seasons – since the 1999 to 2000 season. I can't include any of their seasons before that. Kevin Garnett played 
three seasons before that season. So those three seasons would not count. So his rookie year and his next two seasons. And for Dirk, he uh, he was drafted one year before this year. So one year of Dirk is left out, and the first three of Garnett are left out, and the first of Dirk. Okay, that was an important thing to that I didn't say. So Kevin Garnett was a 13-time All-Star over this over the span of 1999 to today, over that span. Um, he's also a four-time rebounding champion. He got, he's got an MVP. Um, he's got a championship, a Defensive Player of the Year, nine-time All-NBA, and 12-time All-Defensive. Uh, no finals MVP on that championship. Something to look out for. Now, Dirk. He's a 14-time All-Star. He's got a championship and an MVP, and he's also 12-time All-NBA. That's another thing to keep out for. That really shows Dirk's longevity. And he was the 2011 Finals MVP for that championship he got, which we'll talk about. Um, now, the basic stats, stats of Garnett during this period, um, his stats were 18 points, 10 rebounds, four assists, one rebound, I mean, one steal, one block. Okay. Shooting splits 50, 28, 80. When I say that, it's 50% from the field, 28% from three, 80% from the free throw line. Okay. And he got to the line 4.4 times a game. And he made 3.6 of those. Not bad for uh, someone like Garnett. And that shot 80%. I was actually really surprised by that. Um, Dirk, on the other hand, as we know, is this guy is remembered as a shooter. So, so don't be surprised when you hear this big seven footer his shooting numbers. Um, so Dirk, he's av- he averages twenty one points, eight rebounds, two assists, point eight steal, point nine block. Um, his shooting splits are forty seven, thirty eight, eighty eight. Um, he gets to the line five point five times again game. Another thing that is that's good thing to point out because a lot of people are like, well, Dirk didn't didn't shoot a lot like in the painted area. I I actually heard a lot of his shots didn't come from the paint, but it's worth noting that he he did he could attack the rim when he needed to. Um, so just keep that in mind. Um, okay, and then some advanced stats I wanted to share with you guys. Um, that I thought were interesting. Uh, Kevin Garnett is a two times win share leader. Um, now, win share is to just give the players uh, contributions for what they do on the court. So, if you're a win share leader, that's a good thing. That means that means you're doing good things for your team when you're on the court. So that's a good thing to be a win share leader. Box plus minus leader. He's a two time box plus minor leader. Kevin Garnett. Um, box plus minus. This is the one of these three that I think you guys would know. Box or the easiest to understand, at least. Box plus minus is just um, the differentiator from which the points scored on the court when the when they were at. So, so let's say Kevin Garnett was at at the beginning of the game and his team scores a basket. He would have a plus two box plus minus. It starts at zero. But then let's say the next team comes down, next possession makes a three. He would have a negative one box plus minus. And that doesn't keep happening when he's off the court. When he's off the court, let's say he goes out after that, then his box plus minus would stay at negative one until he went back in the court. 
So that means you're if you're a Pox Plus Minus leader, that means you're a positive when you're on the court. That's another good thing to have. Kevin Garnett's also two times uh uh per- personal efficiency uh leader, efficiency rating leader. Um that's another that's another good thing to have. Um just shows your efficiency on the court with different stats. Uh and then Dirk. This is why they're so similar, because their advanced stats are really similar. Dirk is a two-times uh, PER leader, two-times win shares leader. He's he's a one-time box plus minus. So they've almost got the same uh, leader, leader stats for that, except Dirk is just one less on the box plus minus. So um, there's some of their the basic stats versus the regular season and their achievements. Um, some, some things to point out before we move on, um, some big differences in the achievements. Um, yeah, uh, Dirk is, Dirk leads Garnett by one in the all-star race. Overall, uh, Garnett has one more all-star team, but remember we're not including those three seasons before 1999 to 2000 because of the all decade or 20 years thing I'm doing. And, um, Gar- and Dirk also doesn't have a rebounding champion. Um, so I want to make a case for Dirk to um, for his, for rebounding, um, for not being as good as rebounding, as you might expect. Now, yes, Garnett is a better rebounder than, than Dirk, and that's that's not even a bold statement. I mean, that's, that's just what everyone thinks. Um, but it's true, Garnett, because Garnett's got a four-time rebounding champion, but I do want to defend Dirk for not getting as many um, rebounds. Because, you know, I've heard someone say this. I thought it was a good case. Um, Dirk, his most of his shots, you know, are from the mid-range and the three-pointer. He doesn't attack the rim a lot. He sure does do it. But, I mean, that's not his first option. So we, he can't get a lot of offensive rebounds and a lot of putbacks and stuff like that. This is really why Dirk changed the game. Like, because power forwards were normally guys who would get in the paint, get the rebounds, play defense, stuff like that. And that's what Garnett was. And he would play tough defense, get in the paint, get putbacks and stuff. But that's not Dirk. And uh, we'll talk more about how Dirk changed the game later. Uh, later. But his rebounding, like not getting as many offensive rebounds, that's actually something to point out how he changed the game because of his shooting, where he shot on the floor. We'll talk more about that later. Um, Garnett also has a Defensive Player of the Year award. Something Dirk, um, I hate to say this when I'm making a case of Dirk, but he, he was nowhere close to that, but I'll defend him. Um, both have an MVP. Uh, both have a championship. Yeah, and... Another thing, Dirk has three more All-NBA teams than Garnett, but Garnett has 12-time All-Defensive, and Dirk doesn't have any All-Defensive teams. Um, so those are – I just wanted to point out the differences in that. Um, in stats, uh, Dirk Dirk leads Garnett in points, but Garnett wins in all the other categories. See, if you just compare these guys by stats – then you know. Then Garnett's gonna win, but you can, but stats aren't the whole story. Okay, S- stats do tell part of the story. That's why this game, or not this game, <laughs> this debate is close because Garnett, uh, because he wins the stats on paper, 
but then Dirk has all the other things, you know? Um, so that's something to point out. So, like, a lot of these stuff I'm saying Dirk is losing. But if you put other stuff into, into um, consideration, I think Dirk has the edge. And we'll get to all that. I'm just starting with the stats. Um, yeah, and the shooting splits, um, Dirk wins in three-point percentage and free-throw percentage. Garnett has a slight edge in uh, field goal percentage, but it's worth noting that that Dirk took farther shots, so so they were lower percentage shots. But you know the threes; those would count for more. Um, yeah, advanced stats are almost close again. Dirk just uh, just needed one more box plus minus leader to tie with Garnett. Um, yeah, those were some of the differences between Garnett and Dirk. Um, and some regular season success things to point out before we go on to some playoff stuff. Um, Dirk led his team to 11 straight 50 win seasons. And that started at the 2000 to 2001 season, 11 straight 50 win seasons. Like that's, that's extremely good. That shows that you can be with just about anyone and still win. Um, so that's a good thing to point out with regular season. Um, and it's not like Dirk really had a, really had a guy he couldn't rely on every time. And, um, you know, over Dirk's career, he only had four different players that were all-stars. And again, uh, over the stretch, Dirk played 20 years and, um, Garnett 17. Um, the four all-stars Dirk had were, um, over his career were Finley, Nash, Steve Nash, Josh Howard, and Jason Kidd. Okay. Um, so it's not like he had a lot of help to get those, get those 50 wins. It was a lot of just relying on Dirk. So that's, that's something to point out. Um, um, Let's see, more regular season stuff. Um, that And also, if you want to look at regular season impact or impact to impact the playoffs, Dirk's team did not make the playoffs for eight straight seasons before he joined the team. Okay? That's another, that's another good thing to point out. I'm just trying to make the case for Dirk's really good regular season success. And Garnett, let's talk about him. Now, both of these guys were in the West, you know. Um, Both of these guys were in the West at the beginning of their careers. When Garnett moved to the Celtics, he was in the East, of course. But with the Timberwolves, where he got drafted, he was in the West. Um, Now, the West really was tough, you know, when these guys were playing. You know, they had Kobe to take care of, Shaq, Tim Duncan. I mean, it was rough. And then they had late... Uh, Carl Malone, Hakeem Olajuwon. I mean, it really was tough. Um, a lot of other guys I didn't mention too. But so you know, Garnett, um, his team did not make it uh, out of the first round of the playoffs. Um, eleven of tw- of his twelve seasons there. So that's that's something to point out. Um, 
And he, well, not 12 seasons, my bad, but he only made past the first round one time when he was there. And that was the 2003 to four season. So not 12 seasons. He wasn't there for 12 seasons, but 2003 to four was the only one time he got past the first round. I know that's not regular season, but that's, again, something to, to point out. And it's also worth noting that KG didn't, he, he again, like Dirk, they, they both didn't really have a, too much help. KG had all-stars in that season. He made past the first round. Or while he had an all-star, he had Sam Cassell. But other than that, it was just him. Same with Dirk. Like most seasons, it was just him as an all-star. So the regular season success of both of these guys should be recognized. Um, that's my point here. But Dirk, I hope that really was eye-popping to you, that 11 straight 51 seasons. It really was to me at the beginning. Like like a lot of the guys were just – some of the guys were just coming in and out. Because like some of the all-stars he had, there were only two players that he's ever played with that – have won more than one all-star while playing with Dirk. And that's Finley and Steve Nash. So, wow. Um, so, there's some regular season stuff. I know I got a little bit into the playoffs there. Now, playoffs. Um, I, I want to talk about Garnett's numbers. I'm doing a lot of the numbers at the beginning, and then I'll get to other things. But um, Garnett's numbers in the playoffs are – 18 points, 11 rebounds, three assists, one block, one steal. Um, and you know what what you expect from good players in the playoffs is that their stats go up. And Garnett, um, only his rebound numbers went up. He, he just improved by one rebound in the playoffs, and he went down by one assist. Um, and at the line, he wasn't he wasn't any more aggressive. Um, 4.3. Uh, attempts at the line per game. He made 3.4. Shooting splits, 48, 27, 79. None of those improved. Okay? Keep that in mind. Now let's go to Dirk. Dirk, playoffs. Um, 25 points per game, 10 rebounds, two and a half assists, one block, one steal. Something in common about those numbers? All of them improved from the regular season. Now, now I'm starting to make the case why Dirk is clutch, okay? Dirk is super clutch. And all his playoff numbers, his basic stat playoff numbers went up. Um, shooting splits, worth noting that some of those went down a few points, but nothing major. He was 46, 36 and a half, improved from the line by uh, 1% uh, to 89 and from the line, he was a lot more aggressive. I mean, he got there 8.3 times a game and made 7.4 of his attempts. So he was more aggressive, and all his stats went up. All that went down, out of what I mentioned, was two of his shooting numbers. All of Garnett's shooting numbers went down, and his assist numbers went down. Okay? So Garnett was basically a little bit worse than he was in the regular season, stat-wise, off of the bare stats. Um, off of the plain stats for Dirk, he was better. He really was. Um, let's see, playoffs. Um, so in the playoffs, these guys, let's talk a little bit about head-to-head. 
um, head-to-head in the playoffs. Um, this was in 2002, 2002 playoffs. Dirk was 23. Garnett was 25. Just by that, you know that Garnett was more towards his prime than Dirk was. This is what I find interesting. And so Dirk, he averaged 33 points, 16 rebounds, one assist, three steals, one block. Okay? Those are monster numbers. Every number he's facing Garnett. Both of these guys are power forwards. They both play the power forward position. This is this is why I'm having this debate because um, they're both power forwards, and then I have to uh, try to decide which one should go in front of who. I'll NBA second team or third team. Um, in the Dirk shooting numbers, 52% from the floor, 73% from three, but it really wasn't as good as it sounds. Well, it was good, but like he didn't, it's not like he only shot 11 threes and he made eight, which is good. But I'm just saying that it's not like he shot 100 threes and made 73 of them. <laughs> and then he was 89% from the line. Um, in number, Garnett, the guy who we think who's um, a good defender, you know. Uh, so Garnett in the playoffs, I mean, in the playoffs versus Dirk in this series, 24 points, 19 rebounds, 5 assists, 1.7 steals, and 1.7 blocks. Those are by no means bad numbers. Those are great numbers, in fact. And he was 43% from the floor. Okay? And 72% from the line. The thing I want to say about that first shooting number, okay, most people say Dirk isn't, isn't like, largely an above-average defender. But that's something to point out. Like, Garnett's scoring numbers were good and all, and his other numbers were good. But that 43%, from the floor, that shows that Dirk put up some effort on defense, okay? And Dirk's shooting numbers were were nothing short of what he's capable of doing. He almost averaged a 50-40-90 um, versus Garnett just in that series. And Garnett, and Garnett, and remember, Garnett takes shots closer to the basket, so he's, he takes more high-percentage shots than Dirk does. So, um... So his percentage should be way higher than Dirk because Dirk's shooting all these mid-rangers and threes, okay? So, so I credit Dirk for his defense there. Um, and Garnett, the guy who is 12-time all-defensive, couldn't hold up versus 23-year-old Dirk, okay? Hope I made a case there. And also, Dirk, Dirk's team won the series, a 3-0 to sweep. That's when you didn't have to win four games that there's a different rule and it also if we want to get even deeper into this series it's not like the help between them were a big difference they both had two 20 plus point scorers for the series okay i believe dirks he might have had nash i know finley was one of them nash might have been one and then um then Garnett, he had, I think it was Wally Serbiak and Latrell Spreadwell, I believe. I might be wrong on that. But I think that's what it was. I didn't write those down. Um, so, yeah, that's something to point out. And also, I didn't get to this in the regular season, but more head-to-head stuff. Um, Dirk has a 23-17 to advantage over Garnett overall. In the regular season, it's 20 to 17 over Garnett. 
And um, and so that's, yeah, another thing. Um, yeah, the head-to-head numbers, it's like usual. It's just like for the usual uh, stats. There was, nothing, there was no eye-popping stat in that head-to-head numbers. Looks like they were just doing their business when they played each other. Um, so I hope I made a case there for, for Dirk being pretty clutch because, um, Garnett again, his stats didn't go up in the playoffs, which, which few people are capable of doing. I'm not blaming him for that, but I'm just trying to make the case. Dirk was, I think a little bit more clutch. Um, and also let's talk about that 2011 playoffs run from Dirk while we're talking about the playoffs. Um, so Dirk in the, uh, well, first let's talk about the 2006 finals. I know this Dirk did not, you know, he wasn't at his best in this, in this series, the final series. He did blow a zero to two or a two to zero lead, but you know, that happens to just about every star. Um, you know, it's happened to LeBron in the 2011 Finals. By the way, the one who damaged LeBron in that Finals was Dirk. Okay? Dirk and the Mavs. Um, and this is one of the most incredible postseason runs. Sorry, I, was, I got off topic. I was talking about 2006 Finals. Yeah, so that's the 2006 Finals. I mean, that happens to everyone. Everyone's got a bad moment in the playoffs of their career. We saw Kawhi last season with the Clippers. And the weird thing is, it normally happens in their primes, too. Which is kind of sad if you're a fan of them. Because you're like, oh, no. It's in the in their prime. And you kind of think of it as a wasted year. But just know it happens to every star. Okay? Um, okay, back to the 2011 playoffs. Um, as I was saying, this, is, this was just an incredible postseason run. And again, those all-stars that I mentioned, none of them were with Dirk this year. Dirk was the only all-star on his team. Keep that in mind. This whole season, and they won 50-plus games this season, okay? Um, and so Jason Terry was the second leading scorer for, uh, for the Mavs this season. And Jason Terry was good. He was, but he wasn't all-star level. I mean, he played good defense and all, but, you know, not Ulster level. Um, and so the first um, – and so what the Mavs do in this playoffs is they – is Dirk and the Mavs, what they do is they they upset Kobe and the Lakers. Kobe and the Lakers, okay. He upsets them 4-0. to zero. They win by a sweep. That's right, a sweep, and um, and then they also they also beat um, Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant and the the Young Thunder, and something about that team they made the finals the next season right after this. Okay, now I know Durant was only twenty two, but he averaged twenty eight points in that series. He was very good, and then they also had Russell Westbrook, James Harden, they had uh, Serge Ibaka. The funny thing is, none of those players are on this team anymore. Like, when I think about the Thunder, I, I think – I feel like they might have messed some things up. I mean, they – like, they had all these great young guys, but then they were just gone. 
Well, not I, I can't say that for Westbrook because for Westbrook, he had his best years with the Thunder. But, um, yeah, so all those guys I, I mentioned were, like, fairly young. But, you know, they were still good. They were rising stars. But um, Dirk beat them, okay? And then the finals. Um, I might have skipped a series there, but I'll go to the finals now because this was such an important part. Um, so they play They play the first season of the big three of, of LeBron, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh, okay? Um, this series was just – it was just – it blew everyone's mind how, how Dirk did this because, you know, the Heat, they had three All-Stars. They had LeBron, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh, okay? And that all the Mavs had was Dirk, who, who was on the tail end of his prime with no All-Stars on his team, Okay? And so Chris Bosch was on Dirk for this series, okay? Um, before I keep talking about this, we're going to take a short break, okay? Here's the break. Okay, guys, hope you enjoyed the break The break there. Um, yeah, so Dirk in that series, I mean, he was just great. I mean, he did everything he needed to. If he wouldn't have played well, the Mavs simply would have not won because they didn't have another all-star to back him up. Um, And also, by the way, Jason Terry, if he would have had to step up the scoring, I mean, no doubt he could have took some of it. But Jason Terry is not your, is not your, like, is not the kind of usual guy you'd have as your second leading scorer in the playoffs, Okay. Just keep that in mind because normally it would be some an all-star because not many people have won a championship without an all-star. And, yeah, so this was – it was almost seemed impossible for Dirk to win these this finals, but he really got back for what he did in 2006 because if we had to guess who won these series just by looking at the rosters and we didn't know who won, we would probably guess that – Dirk would have won the 2006 finals and not the 2011 finals. Because, you know, it was the season of LeBron, Wade, and Bosh. Um, But, you know, it was their first year together, LeBron, uh, Wade, and Bosh. It was their first year together. They were still getting things in a rhythm, you know. But it's still really surprising that Dirk pulled that off because, you know, LeBron was in his prime. Dirk was, I mean, not Dirk. Dwayne Wade was at the end of it. Chris Bosh was still here. Um, and so LeBron and the Heat would go on to win the next two. I think that really fueled LeBron. He even did admit that really – that series, not playing well in that series, really fueled him for the rest of his career. Um, but Dirk, I mean, everyone would think he would be one of those guys who wouldn't end up with the chip, but but he got it. So I just want to talk about that playoff run for a little bit because that was just amazing. That's one of the the best I've really um, checked out. Um, so there's some uh, things about the playoffs for you. Um, next thing, we'll go to, to final stats. And, yeah, um, so Garnett stats in the finals. Um he averages 17 points, 9 rebounds, 
three assists, two steals, and one block. Okay, so now Garnett. Um, talk about him for a little bit. Um, Garnett got to two finals appearances in his career, both versus the Lakers. This is this is another relationship between him and Dirk. Garnett got to two finals versus the same team, and so did Dirk. I mean, it's it's so funny, and they both each split them too. The only difference that they had between those was Dirk won the finals MVP, and Garnett didn't get it because teammate Paul Pierce got it. But Garnett's shooting splits for that series, uh, forty-seven from the floor. He didn't shoot any threes. Or, well, he didn't make any anyways. And then 82 from the line. And, I mean, 82%. Yeah, from the line. Um, Got to the line 3.4 times, made 2.8. Yeah, his stats are down from even those playoff numbers. But I'm not going to put too much blame on Garnett for that. Because he wasn't, I mean, with the Timberwolves, he was like, he was like in his prime. With the Celtics here, was he was like at the tail end of his prime, just like Dirk was when he, when he beat the Mavs in 2000, I mean, when he beat the Heat in 2011. So those final stats might dip a little bit. And, you know, Garnett did the little things for his team, you know, like, you know, he'd always step up for his teammates and stuff. Um, And he was just a great defender, something that doesn't show up in these stats. Um, but yeah, he split his finals. They lot he he really was close to winning two finals, but it it came down to the game seven. Garnett wasn't wasn't really like mind blowing in that game seven, and you know Kobe and the Lakers just pulled it off. Um, now Garnett's stats in game seven: um, eighteen points, eleven rebounds, two assists. One steal, two blocks, 53% from the floor, 68% from the line. Look at that. That free throw number was was down a lot from any of his three, just from the regular season playoffs or finals. Um, so shooting from the line wasn't good, but his shooting from the floor was pretty good. I'll give him credit for that. That was higher than any of his other three numbers. Um. His points seem to stay neutral out of all of the four sets of stats I've gave you. Um, same with rebounds, too. He was at 11. So nothing nothing changes too much here with the Game 7 stats for Garnett. Um, yeah, um, so Garnett in, in the playoffs, finals, and Game 7s. So in the clutch playoffs overall, he was solid, okay? I wouldn't say he... Was like, like he didn't raise his stats, which is something that the the best of the best playoff performers do. But he was by no means a bad playoff performer. He had many great moments, like two thousand three to four when he won the MVP. He took his team, um, he took his team to the Western Conference Finals to face Prime Shaq and uh, and Kobe emerging as Prime. So. And remember, they did not have Sam Gasell for that series because he was injured, and that was their all-star player. Um, who knows if they would have won with him, but that game went to six games. Garnett fouled out in, in game six. Um, doesn't go all on Garnett, though, because Cassell was certainly a key piece. Um, 
because he you know he was their other all star. It's hard to beat Shaq and Kobe without another all star. Um, but yeah, so there's some of Garnett's stats there. Dirk, um, Dirk in the finals. Um, Dirk in the finals, he averaged 24 points, 10 rebounds, two assists, 0.7 steals, and 0.7 blocks. Um, yeah, nothing really goes up too much compared to that. those playoff stats. Mostly stays neutral. Assist steals and blocks goes down just a tad bit, and the scoring just goes down by one point. So nothing too major. And, but the shooting splits is something I do want to point out. Um, 40-30-93. Those are not great for his standards. Um, well, not really for anyone's standards. That's that good. But um, it is worth noting that the 2006 finals that he had, the one where he didn't play that well, he did not shoot well that series. And for the season he won, 2011, he shot 42% from the floor. Still not great, but, you know, he won finals MVP, so there was other things other than shooting that he did to win that series. 93% from the line, though, that's spectacular. That was one of his best. Um, and he got to the line 8.4 times. And look how his stats from every category is going up. It went from regular season, playoffs, to finals. Okay? The finals should should be where it's just around actually where the playoffs are. It's hard to improve from playoffs to finals. But he just keeps getting to the line. 8.4 attempts, 7.8 makes. In game seven, this is where he was really, really good. These stats were really eye-popping. Like, I'm thinking of LeBron-level play when I see these stats. So... Game 7 stats for Dirk, 27 points, 14 rebounds. That right there, should, I got to let you sink that in. 27 points, 14 rebounds, okay? Two assists, 1.4 steal, 1.8 block. I also want you to pay attention to those two numbers. Those show that he really d- somewhat showed up on the defensive end during these Game 7s. Okay, the shooting splits were also very good. About um, neutral for his standards. Three-point, a little bit low, but nothing major. 50-33-87. Got to the line 7.8 times, made 6.8. So, great in Game 7s. Um, also, I didn't point this out at the beginning, but Dirk is the, the one of only a few other players to to average 25 points and 10 rebounds for the playoffs. Okay? That's something not many people do. Um, yeah, game seven, he was great. One year he beat, uh, Tim Duncan game seven. Um, I mean, just by those stats, I think those speak for themselves. It shows that he was good at both ends of the floor this series. Um, yeah, I know we've already talked about Dirk in the playoffs a lot. Okay. So here's where, so those are most of the stats I've got for you guys today. But next thing I want to talk about is, is how special Dirk's offense really was. Um, so, so how we're doing this, like, as we're, a, a reminder, is we're only doing their season since the 1999 to 2000 season. 
And so the league averages are something to point out with this too. Um, now the the era that that Dirk and Garnett played in when they were in their primes was a defensive era. There's no doubt about that because these guys, I mean, the league hit a hundred points per game the first time. The well between this span, the first time the league hit a hundred points per game. At the earliest in the span was from 2008 to nine, and both of these guys had their MVP seasons before that season. Okay, um, and so yeah, so this really shows how Dirk's offense was special because, um, because the league didn't average much points. This was a defensive era, and Dirk came in with his offense and, and sparked it up. Okay, now Dirk's shooting was also spectacular. That MVP season he had, he averaged he averaged a 50-40-90, only something a few players can say they have done. Um, and so he also changed the game with his shooting, like I said earlier. Um, it just really shows how good his, he was at scoring the ball. And, like, in the playoffs, 25 points per game, 21 in the, in the regular season. It just – to me, that just shows how how much Dirk's scoring was mattered to the league. Because nowadays, teams average, like, what, 112 points per game? Way higher than that. And Dirk is a key piece to that. I mean, he brought offense to this game. Nowadays, you don't see as much defense in the games. But back then, there was a lot of defense. There's a lot of guys like Garnett. Like, the a lot of the big guys were like Garnett. So, so that's something to point out. Dirk was like the the first stretch four, as they call it. Stretch four is like, you know, where they the the power forward and the power forward goes out and can shoot threes. Um so Dirk just made the power forward different. And that's what's so that's what's so good about him. Um and in Garnett he shot those jumpers too, but Dirk stretched way beyond to the three point line. So he also sparked the three point line. He was the spark to really a few things, the spark to an offensive era in the in the making, um, a shooting era too. Like nowadays, uh, players are shooting more threes than ever, and that's another thing Dirk sparked. He sparked the scoring and the shooting. He sparked what it is in today's NBA. That's why he'd be good. But I'm not saying. Um, but the thing is, I don't really wish Dirk was really in today's era. Now, Dirk actually did retire in the um, his last season was 2018 to 2019. So that was actually a few days ago. So we did play. I'm mean, not a few days ago. Sorry, a few years ago. Um, so really, he he sparked the league to be what it is. So we really did play in an era like it is now, but. But, you know, there's just more threes every year the game is being played. So I think Dirk is a key piece to sparking that. Um, so, yeah. Um, I think this is the last thing uh, that I want to say about these two guys. Um, so if we were in a random draft and you had the first pick and there's no one on your team yet, and uh, and your choices of the players to get are either Dirk or Garnett, okay? And the question is, who would you pick? 
And I know this is similar to who was better, but actually not exactly. Uh, I would pick Dirk if there was no one on my team yet. Because I think Dirk is better at leading a team like and being the first option than Garnett. I think I actually heard Garnett say he didn't really like being the leading scorer on his team. Okay? And so, and we saw Garnett with the Timberwolves. When I see him, I don't really think of him as a first option guy, a guy that's going to take you to the playoffs and, you know. Because if I took KG and he doesn't really want to be the top scorer, he just wants to do other things like get rebounds, play defense, still wants to score, but doesn't want to be like the number one option. I mean, that's – I don't think that should be your, the the guy you should pick over Dirk. Like if you're picking a first guy, wouldn't you pick Dirk? Because Because he takes that role. He takes the clutch situation role. He takes the scoring. He wants to be the guy. I'm not saying KG doesn't want to be the guy. He just doesn't want to be the guy for scoring. I mean, yes, it's it's fairly easy to find a good scorer. But, you know, but if we were playing in in the era where these guys were in their primes, I'd totally take Dirk over Garnett as the first option. If there's no one on my team left, the reason I say that is because if there were already some people on my team, I would – likely pick Garnett because um, I know I'm going a little bit against Dirk for this uh, part, but uh, I would pick Garnett because he proved that he's, that he's probably better if he's with a few all-stars and with a few guys that are better than scoring than him. Because, like, when he was with the Celtics is the perfect example because he was the guy who played defense, the guy who fired up the team, uh, the guy who got the rebounds, did all the dirty work. Um, and then Paul Pierce and Ray Allen, you know, those guys were just scoring lights out. Ray Allen was shooting his lights out. Um, so that's that's a good example of in an area where you pick Garnett. If you already had some elite scorers on your team. Um And Dirk, like, if you already had players on your team, assuming you already have a guy that can take the role in clutch situations, uh, do what he needs to when, um, then, yeah, I'd take Garnett because, you know, Dirk is a leader. He's supposed to be the the best guy on a team. I mean, he led his team to 11 straight 50-win seasons. I mean, that's that's really good, really good. Um, So that's – Another thing I wanted to point out. And I also wanted to talk a little bit about Dirk's defense just for a second. Uh, I know he's not known for it. And um, and Garnett is the better defender than uh, – Garnett is the better defender than Dirk, but Dirk is the better shooter and scorer on offense. So that's what that's, – that's, that's, that's something that makes this so tricky. But um, – you know, Dirk's defense really wasn't all that bad. It it might have not been the best at towards the end of his career, but like in his prime, especially in that 2010-11 season, I mean, his defense per 100 possessions was better um was better when he was on the court than off the court. It was by a pretty big margin too. Um and also box plus minus should prove that too a little bit. Um 
because he's a one-time box plus minus leader. I mean, you don't just you don't just win that for for being good at offense. You know, you got to win that to at least show effort on defense. I mean, really, Kevin Garnett won it twice, um, but you know, you got to be able to at least hold up on defense. You can't just let your guy let you score a bunch. That just makes it harder to win it. So, I mean, I think that should prove it a little bit too. That's what even his coach said, I think. He's like, a lot of people just think the box plus minus is just just because of his offense, but you really factor in the defense, and he, sh- he showed those stats, which I just shared with you per 100 possessions. Um, and also, uh, I should have said this when I was talking about uh, – I'd have Dirk better at the uh, the draft thing I was talking about uh, to support that that uh, Garnett would be better as like a second option. Uh, those All Stars he had on the Celtics while he was with the Celtics, um, Ray Allen won the went to the All Star game three times, Paul Pierce five times, and Rayhan Rondo who who emerged after a few years with the Celtics. He was a four-time All-Star, okay? So that can show that he was he was probably better with some of the um, some of the other guys, like some of the other guys that were All-Stars. Like if Dirk were with those guys, sure, the team would do really good, and they might even have done better than what Garnett did with these guys. But I'm just saying Garnett might be a better fit because Dirk would want to be the leader and all, but Garnett would be good as like, as like um, still the best guy on the team around, but like someone like Paul Pierce there to back him up and stuff like that. So, yeah, so that's my, um, that's what I think. That's why I think Dirk has a slight edge over KG. Both of these guys are, I mean, extremely good overall. Uh, Kevin, Kevin Garnett made it to the hall of fame. Dirk is uh, no doubt going to be in it in a few years. But, you know, you got to retire for four years before you get into the Hall of Fame. Um, and, again, that was the argument uh, for Dirk being slightly better than KG. You could totally make make it so that KG is better. But, you know, the main thing that I think about uh, that, I, that made me really want to choose Dirk for this was the first option thing I mentioned. Um, that's just something I take into account a lot. Um, you could say, well, uh, it could go either way because it, it really depends what you want for your team, and that's true. That's what that's part of what it came down to me, too. Part of me was thinking, well, doesn't it just really come down to what you need for your team? Which is true, but if you'd, have someone, if you'd rather have someone that's the first option, I mean, usually you'd take the first option guy. Um yeah, but really close overall, um, and it was fun. Um, hope you guys enjoyed it, and we'll actually be back after one more break. Hey, guys, um, back from the break. Um, so now how we just talked – mostly about uh, the history with uh, a little bit of history with Garnett and Dirk. Um, Now I just, since we're a little bit past halfway through the NBA season, 
I want to uh, tell you guys who I would choose if the season ended today as the most improved player and the rookie of the year, okay? I'll start with the most improved player who I would pick, okay? I'm going to – this will be about uh, 10 minutes, hopefully, this little section. Um because I thought this was cool to point out to you guys who I thought would win. Um, so for most improved player, I would pick Jeremy Grant or Jeremy Grant. Um, I would pick him because he's improved so much since his last season, of course. And it's just because he won from like almost an all-star or he went from like a role player to like almost an all-star. And here are some stats to back that up. His points went from 12 to 23.2 this season. Um, His blocks went up. uh, His assists went up. His total rebounds went up. His free throw attempts, he's getting to the line almost – he's getting almost four more attempts per game than he did last year. And he's shooting 12.8% better on those more free throws. Okay? And – He's making 2.4 threes a game, up from 1.4 last year. He's shooting a little bit worse on the attempts, but he is making more. Um, and he's shooting more shots. Shooting a lot of shots is actually a sign of that you're you're probably one of the top players on your team. Last year, he only shot nine shots a game. Now he's shooting 17.7. Right, that right there shows like. How much he's improved as a as a leader, how much more bigger role he's taking. Because also, when you're the most improved player, you take a bigger role, usually. Like if you have the same role, then you're usually not going to improve that too too much, anyways. But I mean, he has a different role this year on the Pistons, because the Pistons don't really have another guy that can take over other than him. So this was really his time. And also, if you want to look at games started, he played 71 games last season and started 24 of those. This season, he's played 38 so far, and he's started all 38 of them. So that, again, shows how how much better he's gotten, really. Um, so, yeah, I think he should win this uh, the most improved player. Um, Julius Randle is another guy that – I've heard some people say that should win this. Um, actually, one person, but I haven't really looked in people's opinions for that. But um, and Julius Randall is definitely a contender. But um, you know, he was he was just really good last year, and I like, and he like is is an all star now. So that's that's the leap for Julius Randall. But what I like about uh, Grant better is that he went from a role player to almost an all-star. I feel like he took a bigger leap that way than than Randall did. Like and Randall went from went from like a solid all-around player to an all-star. And Grant was just a role player and now he's just about an all-star. That's what I really like about this. Fun fact about Grant real fast, um his uncle's actually Horace Grant. I never thought about that. Um Horace Grant played with uh Michael Jordan as you probably know and won some championships. Um, okay, now rookie of the year, I would choose LaMelo Ball. Um, I'm sure a lot of people actually would choose him because 
I mean, right now it is it actually, even though I do like the Hornets, I actually don't think many people think it's that close. Because, you know, Anthony Edwards has just started shining this last few week with this last week with his scoring. But LaMelo has just been really solid and confident since the beginning of the year. I mean, since he's the thing is, like when he's been better as a starter than he was on the bench. Like overall this season he's averaging 16 points, six rebounds, and six assists. Those are great numbers. And 1.6 steals, that's that's a thing. Uh people weren't sure how much how much he'd show on the defensive end, but there's something to support that he's been solid there. Um I mean and I've heard some people say that he also doesn't really have that much flaws like in his game as a rookie. Normally something's like maybe not going so right yet, like like with Anthony Edwards, the number one pick. What's not the best with him right now is, you know, his his shot selection. Like he's shooting thirty nine percent on the season. Um and then with um with James Wiseman, he's you know, I I heard his box plus minus wasn't exactly that good with the Warriors, with the Warriors so far. Um, and Lamelo, he's in the in the threes too. A lot like he shot twenty five percent last year when he played um, in Australia. Like now he's shooting thirty seven point five percent from three, and he's making two a game. Like wow. And since he's moved into the starting lineup, or in February, I think he's actually shooting 50% from three, which really surprised me. I almost didn't believe what that, but I think I heard that. Um, and, you know, if you like what I was saying with the flaws thing, you know, Wiseman's flaw is trying to get a better, you know, box plus minus on the floor. Like, he's not exactly working with the Warriors system, maybe, uh, as well as they'd like him to so far. Then Edwards is his shooting percentage. That's what we thought would be the problem with Lamelo shooting percentage, and then also his defense. But like his defense, like I just proved that one point six steals isn't that bad at all. I mean, it might not be the best, but that's definitely something he could definitely improve on. And one point six steals is nothing, no short of an accomplishment. Um. So yeah, that's those two players I think should win the most improved player and the rookie of the year award if the season ended today. Um yeah, so like right now, that's who I'd pick. Okay. Um hope you guys liked this episode and uh keep watching for my next one.